The following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Tsunami Faithful Podcast. I'm your host today, CJ, and with me I have... Kuro. As well as... Editorial writer, Lord GTZ. And rounding out the stellar cast for today... Another editorial writer, Laser Kid. Hello, hello, and welcome. Yes, and I'm glad that we can talk with my esteemed guest because we're going to be talking about the greatest topic of all time on Toonami. I know I'm a little biased, but we're talking about Black Clover, and as V-Lord said, Lupin mid, Black Clover, good. We're going we're gonna to use that as our tag, pretty much, for this entire episode. But we haven't done a send-off yet, and it's something that Sketch uh, was kind of like, CJ, let's get this done, we need to do this, and I'm like, fine, I'll do it. I mean, I, I, who wouldn't want to talk about Black Clover? I love Black Clover. So we have an amazing group of people who, at least I hope, likes Black Clover. If not, I just have some hostages, which is even better. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the last time that we talked, actually, I forget how many of us were on, but we were talking about the Devil Banisher arc, which was a filler arc and got into our discussion about filler. I believe V-Lord's sibling uh, Lum joined us because they really liked it. And it, it was it led to a nice conversation. So we haven't obviously talked about Black Clover for a long time, but I have to say, have you guys uh, watched the final episodes uh, before the season and the series came to a close? Not like done, done for good, but just as of now. All of the episodes, one fifty something. I love hearing that. Oh, that's so good. V Lord and Laser, what about you guys? I'm a filthy manga reader, so I haven't seen all the episodes, but I've at least know all the content. The manga is better. I mean, I love the anime. Don't get me wrong. I just I that love... is actually what saved it for me was the I, manga. I love the artwork, uh, and v- I know V Lord can obviously gush <laughs> about the manga part of it too. But uh, I-, I will say, as much as I do think that the artwork uh, hits me more reading it, I do think that the anime did a phenomenal job adapting it. Yeah. yeah. And- even with the filler, yeah. like the Devil Worshipper arc, I wasn't here when you guys talked about that, but I gotta say, I would not have realized it was filler until I looked it up because it plugged in so seamlessly into the storyline that and and it and it it picked up on other prejudices that we'd seen earlier on in the series, you know, about classism and everything. So I felt like, oh, this actually kind of works. Um, the only thing that bothered me about it was was when at the end of it you had the Wizard King like, I'm going to make a magic device to make everybody have magic so nobody, you know, treats them bad anymore. And I was like, that's not how you solve that problem. No, <laughs> that's the wrong message you're giving. Wrong, wrong message. But not, other than that. Not the best, no. <laughs> no, no, it was, it was not the way they should have solved it. But 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 otherwise, I thought, you know, they're, they're filler. They There's a lot of, like, Naruto essence in this show <laughs> i mean it was inspired by it as uh, yeah. we we've uh, delved into the history enough but Velor, i will say how do you feel about the adaptation that we've uh, received so far anime to manga wise because I, I i am a manga reader i read up a little bit past i'm not as caught up as obviously laser or probably yourself but i was really impressed with how it looked especially toward the end before the uh, season ended yeah, so, like, it, it's funny, because I feel like my experience with Black Clover anime has been such a wild ride at this point, because, like, when it first came out, I was like, man, this is really not hitting right, it's so slow, the animation's kind of messy at places, but by around, like, the second half of the run, it really went into becoming something so much more unique than what it started as, and I think it helps that they brought on, like, a lot of talented guest animators, people that are well-known like online as like web gen animators to really do episodes and in this final stretch especially with like the spade kingdom arc and stuff the animation was just so on point it felt like a perfect adaptation everything i could have hoped like the black clover manga is hype and i think at times the anime doesn't fully capture that pure hypeness because it's i think really tough with the level of detail that tabata puts onto the page but 
they're doing the best they can. And I'm so happy that by the end of the anime here, like it really felt like the adaptation that Black Clover deserved. And I loved how, and I felt this way with Hunter Hunter, which is, you know, just bringing up other like really good shonen series that people happen to like. It's it, the anime for Black Clover was able to build off of each other. I really, really enjoyed how much each arc built off each other and it felt better than the last one when in terms of production, quality, just hype level, the animation, like it, it all really kind of came together to where it just got so much better. Because I will say like seeing um, seeing Asta and Yami <laughs> at the end, I was just like, oh, this is getting real good. I mean, there was even a, a filler arc where all the captains were like facing off against each other in like teams. That was a great episode. It was, was so well animated. I loved it. Oh my god! And the um the captain or the magic knight captain who was always asleep, and she was yeah. like finally awake. I was just like, yeah. oh my god, this is like I loved it so much. It was such a pleasure, and and I'm glad that V Lord hit up about how difficult it, it is really to cap capture the essence of black clover because i do it's it's one of these things where it's hard to explain to those who might be looking on the outside and only hearing it through its reputation because it does have a lot of influences from other older shonen that are really popular such as naruto hunter hunter one piece you know all these different types of things that a lot of people already know and they're just like well why would we want to see a clone or something like that but it's it almost to me when reading it it's almost like a love letter to these older properties and then, that, definitely get that and, and then like it becomes its own later on and i think the thing that black clover touches all very well on that curl mentioned at least with the uh filler arc is like the socioeconomic part aspect of it because i just don't see, you see a little bit of it in my hero academia with quirks versus quirkless but it isn't to the level that you see with those that haves and the have-nots when it comes to those with magic and those without magic and i just it's something that I've written about. It's something that I've talked about a plethora of times. I love seeing how well it depicted because it's very, very relatable one-to-one -to, -one to what you see in in the world today. And I just, I, I find that topic so fun to talk about. It's one of my favorite things to talk about, uh, probably next to talking about the religious aspects in Fire Force. But I want to know from you guys around the table, and I'll start with you, Curl. What was something about Black Clover that really gravitated you toward the show? You know, my like I say, mine was definitely that socioeconomic type of uh, commentary that was added in that like feels almost like very sneakily added in there because everyone's so just busy uh, talking about like Asta trying to be the wizard king over and over like screaming like Luffy and Naruto and then like you know being a badass that he is and you know Yami and other character stuff but I really really enjoyed this this aspect that really I don't know it, like it sets the stage for a lot of great storylines that you see has played out through the later and later story arcs. I, I really liked that it had a solid classic fantasy setting. I have been from the get-go a huge fan of fantasy. That's what really got me into anime to begin with. And to revisit that in, in something that this, the whole storyline has a huge foundation in, in fantasy, even though it's got, it's got this really nice homage to, to Naruto and Shippuden, which I love, um, and the shonen style and the tropes it's still like really grounded F fantasy is a huge part of what makes it what it is. And, and it, it tells the story in a way, like, even though these are some familiar themes, they do such a good job of telling the story. The eye of the midnight, midnight sun arc up to the elf reincarnation arc. Oh, that's, man. that's six, what four, five, six, seven, eight. That's five arcs that they told one story that built on itself. Like it wasn't just like, you know, it wasn't just this thing and then there's the next arc and the next arc. It kind of built. You started out seeing the sinister presence and then and then it was appearing in other things and they were after the stones and then you get a sense that there's something else happening and and like it, nothing was ever what it seemed and it built up the story so well that by the time they had the elf in reincarnation, I remember watching with my sister and she and I kept coming up with theories. We had like, is this what it is? And this is what I think it is and maybe they're this and, and it just made it really fun to watch. And that's something you can, I feel like fantasy gives you the flexibility and freedom to do. And and it was well executed in, in uh, Black Clover. And while this is certainly one that has a special place for me, there, there were certain things that, you know, I, I wish they had done better, but it doesn't take away what I loved about the series. It's the lore. The lore that 
Black Clover gives you is just so just awe-inspiring like it dangles so many like awesome little crumbs of clues of what's going on like i certainly loved yes, when the queen yes. of the witches were like why do you have that grimoire to austin you're just like wait what do you mean why does do you know like all those types of kind of theories and stuff going in my mind when seeing that and i, I do i love the evil re- or the, the evil the elf reincarnation arc oh god yeah. it was velor can tell you how much i've been hyped on that since like reading and whatnot it was something that we've definitely bonded in laser what was one aspect about Black Clover that you really enjoyed? You know, whether it be characters, whether it be a storytelling, a plot device, uh, you name it. Just what was something about Black Clover? And obviously, you can talk more about the manga side of it as well, because that does count. <laughs> but what, what is it about the the property that you really enjoyed and glad that it was on Toonami for? Well, the thing, the, the thing that, that, that first most attracted me to Black Clover is the character of Luck. I love that kid. <laughs> really? <laughs> I wouldn't have actually predicted that just because of how like battle crazy he is. You, you definitely... I knew it would be character, something character related. Right. Yeah, but no, no like, that's Laser, why. I, I, I don't feel exactly. like that would be your character, so I'm very intrigued by this. <laughs> Luck is a character that really interested me out of the gate because we, we've had this, you know, and I, I, I like Asta. I like you. know, I like all the characters <laughs> that people like. But when we first meet Luck... At first, I'm like, are you a villain? What's going on with you? You're acting sus as hell. What is going on? And I'm sitting here trying to figure out what's going on, what's going on. No, he's a good guy who has incredible trauma. And he's trying to work through it the best way he knows how. And, oh, God, I want to hug this poor kid. Besides um, Luck, then, how would you feel about Finral when we learn more about his backstory? Because that's kind of heavy. That, right? that one got me. That one stabbed me right through the chest as well. <laughs> so that would you say that it's right not necessarily like a specific character, but seeing all of them uh, kind of break through, whether it be trauma, conflict, whether it be internally, I mean, that's externally? always going to be something I love. Luck was just the one that grabbed me the hardest, and... Velor, do you know where this is going? Because we've had these conversations when I was first getting into into the show. Finding that he was not going to be as focused on actually hurt me quite a bit early on. Where I'm just like, but I want to know more. And, and I kind of fell off the, the Black Clover bandwagon for a while. But then I jumped back on it because I was like, well, people are telling me the manga is better. So I started reading the manga. I fell right back in love with it. I went back to the anime, back and forth between the anime and the manga. And yes, seeing all of the characters have similar stuff kept me there. Luck kind of got me there. Everything else, this style of of character development and getting you attached to them and seeing the camaraderie amongst the Black Bulls, all of that really is what kept me back to it after I left at one point. So I was going to say, like, obviously Luck's backstory is pretty tragic and whatnot, but I would throw in Vanessa's, I would throw in Finral's. Luck was just the one that grabbed my attention first. Yeah. um, Because he was so confused. I was so confused. I'm like, what is your deal? <laughs> Touching on what Kuro was saying with the mystery, which is absolutely a major factor of Black Clover being as good as it is, is it keeps you guessing, it keeps you wondering. And, and when it does answer, it's always been satisfying. Yeah. I stand Henry. Henry's got my favorite back. <laughs> That's not a bad choice either. I, I will say, if I had to pick, it would probably be Vanessa for me just because I love the witch's arc. I love We that. should all talk like this on the podcast. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I love that idea. I actually I actually like that idea. <laughs> not going to lie. The early witch's arc is actually where I first fell out of it before coming back in uh, to read it. And then I'm like, oh, this is getting good. What the heck? I'll, I'll let Kuro dish it off to Velor for that because that's just too. I love that. That's such a funny. I, I don't know why I find that. Fu- I mean, I love the character too. So it's again, I'm Black Clover. But what is your favorite part of this anime, Velor? I love this. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm gonna have Kuro a host for now. the rest. No, I'm I'll gonna have Kuro a host like that. <laughs> so I guess like initially, what really drew me to Black Clover was the sense of adrenaline it gives you. Like every fight feels like it has impact. And our main characters are working, like, really hard to actually get those wins. Like, no fight in Black Clover feels like it's just, like, a bulldoze for Asta and his crew. There's always this back and forth. And in the end, they do have to work together a lot to really make those victories, like, happen. 
Like in the seabed temple, mm-hmm. like, for instance. I was just oh, about wow. to say that mm-hmm. one, the Veto yeah. fight. Oh my yeah, god. Like, that was some good stuff. When that first happened in the manga, especially, that's what really sold me. I'm like, okay, Black Clover is not just some standard battle manga. It's something really special. It's a battle manga that is embracing the very best aspects of battle manga. And like it went beyond that even further too with later arcs as well. Like you really started to dive into these characters. You get to see more about their traumas, uh, what's worrying them, what's holding them back. And even Asta, there are moments with him where, yeah, a lot of time he's just this like very loud energetic character, but uh, that part where like he gets his like arm sealed, you really see like there was more to him than that. Like he never wants to give up. But he also, like, greatly appreciates that there are people that still support him after having so many years of people just telling him that he can't become Wizard King. He can't become a wizard at all. Like, the fact that he's now found friends that are willing to help him towards his goal, it, like, really impacts him. And find value in him, too, right? Yeah, exactly. And when I was, like, looking into a lot about, like, Black Clover and Yuki Tabata's background a long time back, one thing that really struck out to me was uh, an interview that he did with the French publisher uh, Le Point in 2018, where he said that he wanted to make a story like Berserk uh, with in like for the shonen audience, like embracing the uh, feel and elements of Berserk. And you can kind of see that while yeah. Black Clover is not like as dark as Berserk, a lot of the themes of like overcoming trauma, uh, the aspects of, like large scale world building are all there and present. And I think like Absolutely. while many people still I feel have the sentiment that oh Black Clover might be the standard shonen series, I, I really argue that it's so much more than that. I think mm-hmm. the more we get deeper into the story and like the more people read of it and watch of it, they really turn around on it. Like. If you remember back when Black Clover started, oh, there was yeah, I so do. much backlash. Oh, I do. Oh, gosh. But then, like, a year in, you had, like, tons of people coming back and are like, wait, Black Clover is actually good. It wasn't what people thought it was going to be, and that was the best part about it. Mm-hmm. That I I was never, like, skeptical to begin with. I thought, all right, I'm here for the fantasy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get what I want. And I remember on Twitter people saying things like, uh, he's probably the devil and this, that, and the other. Like, they thought they knew how this was going to play out. And none of it played out that way, and it was fantastic. It was so much more subtle and and well-orchestrated how, how the story was unfolding. And, the, and what you said about the battles, like, I really like the way they amplify the music. They have that 80s metal guitar going whenever there's a battle scene, and it just hypes up the tension and everything. And I, I like that. They, they use the music to sort of emphasize the soundtrack for a battle. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's awesome. It is. And let me tell you something. There's, I never thought I'd say this, but we have a new king of anime opens and endings with Black Clover. I thought Bleach oh, yeah. would 100%. never be dethroned, but oh, has Black Clover smashed it. Oh they my God. They did. Ever since opening three, they went so hard. Everyone. Even the early, even the ones before it were so good. But like. I was shazamming that shit like every I time think they changed. Probably. It. And like for Kuro was saying how much the music really amplified the feel of the music. One of the best times they did it was when they were actually playing the credit songs during while well, the last scenes during the Labyrinth arc when Yuno and uh, Asta meet up in the Labyrinth. Oh, oh yeah. the fee- I got I had to watch it like so. This is like episode like seventeen. Like we're going way yeah. way back. But like I got goosebumps. I I saw it so many times over, and it just it just fits so. No, perfectly. I want to watch that again. Oh, it was, it was so good. But um, and, and V Lord's right too. How you do see elements of inspiration from Berserk in terms of the trauma and getting through it. Because while people might go to berserk saying it's very dark bleak and it is don't get me wrong and i think it's a very compelling story i do like how uh, tabata does give you more sense that you can actually overcome now i know it's rare especially in real life and things like that but i do like the fact that there is a possibility because i'll be honest when asa lost his ability to use his arms i was very sad I was very like, oh my god, he's worked so hard and now he gets stopped like this. Like I was so crushed, especially considering what led up to how he lost his arms. 
So I was really like, you feel that type of like, oh my God. And then like you see him keep trying and everyone's feeling bad, but they see him keep, keep trying. So you do kind of see kind of, I wouldn't say more optimism, but just more fighting and, and not in the sense of like punching someone, but just simply fighting through the adversity, whether it be uh, extenuating circumstances or not. And I, I really like that. Um, I, I, I'm very, I'm often very just surprised at the type of emotional cord that Black Clover seems to touch, despite, you know, being more, uh, you know, sensitized as like this, hey, look at us, we're happy, we're magic knights, wow, yeah. wizard king, you know, I really do enjoy the emotional, uh, I, I want to say investment that it seems to get their fans to, you know, invest in it. It's really something, and V-Lord, I wanted to ask you this, how how would you say your cohorts, you know, that you work with, uh, when it comes to reviewing manga, discussing manga, like, uh, other staff writers at Toonami Favorite, like Marion and Sakaki, how, how do they feel about, uh, the Black Clover kind of overall thing of what you were saying, at least? I, I, I know, I believe Sakaki isn't necessarily the biggest fan of it, but I, I think he's at least turned around to see why people like it so much. Yeah, so Marion, to start off, huge Black Clover fan. I, I knew that. <laughs> Like, whatever a Black Clover chapter comes up, we're like, Goat Clover! Goat Clover! Goat Clover! <laughs> but, like, Sakaki, I think, even though he's not into Black Clover, he understands why it's so exciting. And whenever we show him, like, a new chapter where there's a hype fight or something, he's like, man, I wish I could get into this series. But I think the holdback for him is, like, Asta. And I think for a lot of people, initially, it might be the problem that, like, Asta just seems like this loudmouth character... Um, but I feel once people get past that, they can see that there's really much more to the series. But it's unfortunate, I think, that that tends to be a barrier for a lot of people, that they just see Asta as kind of just nothing special, just an average shonen protagonist that's just really annoying, and then they just ignore the series. I have a question for you. How does Sakaki feel about World Trigger? Does he like that? Oh, he loves World Trigger. Asta is pretty much like the lead of World Trigger. Osamu? Yes! They're or they're considered ordinary or not that special, and when they actually are, oh, you're making me yeah. want to get into World Trigger now. It's good. I, I like guess, World Trigger. Like, the difference with World Trigger is that uh, Osamu's a lot more like soft spoken. Yes, but I'm just saying, like character wise, I see them as kind of uh, kindred spirits. Let's put it that way. Oh yeah, the, the, it's a very common character archetype. I feel too, and I love it. I love it. So yeah, it's it's and it speaks to why you want to know why I think people like it. Who doesn't like rooting for the underdog? Don't get me wrong. I would love to root for Yuno. And, like, he's awesome. He's cool. Uh, he has his, you know, we've seen the, like, cool facade kind of crack and break a lot of the times, right? Oh, yeah. But how can you not want to root for underdogs like the Black Bull? Like, the entire Magic Knight Squad are the underdogs. So it's just, it makes it so easy to root for. And I, I have to give Black Clover a ton of credit because... I think it does a better job at showcasing all of their characters and not even just the Black Bulls. We've gotten to see other characters from other Magic Knight squads really step up, uh, like the Golden Dawns with uh, Mimosa and Klaus, right? We saw how they've developed over time through their interactions with Asta. Uh, we've seen how Asta inspired other Magic Knight uh, squads as well. I really do think it does. it probably does the best job of kind of showing the the strong points of all of the characters, you know, more so than I would even say one piece than Shupiden, than my hero academia. All I think black Clover kind of shows you that it is possible to have a large cast and show them like all being worthy of being in each other's story. I, I, like you guys might think I'm crazy on that, but it's just, I, I see I, what you're saying. I think you're right about it doing a better job than my hero academia. Cause I have a lot of trouble keeping track of some of the characters but in this series, I don't have had trouble keeping track of the characters, despite there being a large cast, because they spend enough time giving them each storylines and contributing to fights. And it's not like the way where it's like, oh, for this episode, they're fighting this. So we're going to do a backtrack to their and then that's it. You'll just see them once in this fight and then we'll do their story and then whatever. No, it's like consistent how they keep keep the characters a part of the story and and they have them interact with different characters. So I definitely see what you're saying and I, I like it. I don't know about Shippuden. I kind of I kind of like the way they handle it Shippuden, but that's neither here nor there. Right. No, I don't know. I think Black Clover dunks One Piece and Naruto. <laughs> and, uh, I disagree like, on the One Piece, department. but otherwise I agree. 
It's just man, laser modern One Piece has become. A well, mess. I haven't gotten there yet. So <laughs> I, I will say I do have my recency bias glasses on. To be fair, I'm going by at least through my experiences of older t- older properties and stuff like that. But that is just me, you know. It's I, still I, the correct opinion. But I do <laughs> I do agree that Black Clover excels in this area at the very very least. Yeah. Which I think is a big yeah. boon for you, Laser, right? Considering how much you really oh, enjoy absolutely. character-driven that's, stories. That's what I love about it. He does. Yes, absolutely. And that is what I love about Black Clover. So, you know, obviously we're kind of reminiscing through all this stuff. And probably the two biggest questions that I absolutely love, and we'll do them one at a time, don't worry. Favorite arc of this, of this uh, you know, story that we've seen so far. Don't talk about manga arcs, Laser gonna throw that one out there right now you too v lord i know you over there <laughs> technically the manga's still on the arc that we ended on yeah I was gonna it's just so very big. listen listen i have a feeling that's gonna be people's favorites when it's finished but we have to keep it within the context of what we've seen so far <laughs> that kind of thing um but i i have to say like there's so many phenomenal story arcs and it's so hard for me to choose such as like Kuro was saying with the eye of the midnight sun where you had the underwater temple you had the elf reincarnation you had the witch's forest oh, the, the royal witch's Sun. forest was so good our kingdom oh dungeon exploration it was all it's so good so it's i, I know it's going to be tough but is there one arc that you can identify that you're just like you got to read this and you'll love Black Clover because I just there's just so many like I can't I can't pick it's so tough for me. I have a favorite, but I don't know if I tell someone to start there because it wouldn't work. You know what I mean though, where it's just yeah. like so like for example, when I was first getting into One Piece, uh, a lot of friends were like, "Get to Water Seven and you'll love it." And I'm just like, "Well, all right." And it literally it legitimately took till Water Seven where I'm just like, "Okay, I get it." Huh. This I is usually awesome. tell people are long. <laughs> I mean, that was okay, but like it, Water 7 oh, yeah, is Water different. Really good. <laughs> it's so different. Um, for for Black Clover, the arc that hit me the hardest is the elf arc because everything paid off. We got so many answers, and yet we also got more questions. It really tied everything together beautifully and just made this a wonderful interconnected story all the better. Plus, I mean... We got to see the old Wizard King. We got to see what was going on with the elves. We got all of these great moments dealing with the devil. Oh, God, it's so great. All right. Do we got, that's a <laughs> I'm really. Sorry, but that's my obvious. <laughs> no, I mean, it is an obvious answer. Like, I couldn't stop hyping it up either uh, as I'm like telling fans, like, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You know, it's it's really, really good. And uh, V Lord, what, what about yourself? I'm very curious on what arc that Toonami fans have seen that you got the biggest payoff from? So biggest payoff would easily be the Witch's Forest just because, like, there's such, like, great teamwork in that arc. And, like, especially in the moments for uh, Vanessa, I believe her name is. Uh, what, right? the Black Bull character? Yeah, the Black yeah, Bull yeah, yeah, character. Because yeah, yeah. there's, like, yeah. a few that get introduced, like that old dude that apparently knew Asta beforehand and, like, him dating that witch and then the other witch is just... There's a lot going on there. Okay, it was Vanessa I was thinking of. And speaking of those other characters, too, I thought it, like, funny how, like, they brought in characters from a Black Clover light novel into the anime oh, manga. Oh, really? I did not know that. I didn't know yeah. that either. That's crazy. So in the manga, those characters, they brought them in, and in one of the notes is just like, hey, go read the light novel. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I love this. But then, of course, in the anime, they adapted the stories, of course. But it, it was such a nice touch, but... The fact that there was so much like active teamwork in that arc, and all these individual characters got moments, especially Vanessa, because like that, the witch's part is heavily related to her, was just like incredibly cool, and it really showed like how much uh, Black Clover cares about focusing individually on his cast members. And then, of course, that insane fight that mm-hmm. Asta had with Ladros. Yeah, that oh, that yeah. kind of put it on the map in as far as anime Twitter sphere because he was like, a dick. There was well, he was yes, but the, the fight itself was beautifully done. And it was a, a really a, good fight. A lot of uh, staff members were like hyping it up and were just like, "Oh my god, you guys will not believe what we were able to accomplish!" And so many fans were like, "What is this?" Like just losing their minds. Weren't people comparing it to the Devil Man Cry Crybaby uh, anime V Lord, or am I mistaken on that? 
I guess people were thinking of it similar to that because of like how the animation looked. Um, but it, that was also really very much the start of like Black Clover bringing on a lot of these like big web gen animators to work on the series. Like you would find people like the guy that made like the SpongeBob anime YouTube videos working on the series. No, what? Wait, are you serious? I did not know this. Yeah, he worked on a few episodes. That is awesome! Oh my god, you guys really need cool. to check these out. It's very That's well done. So cool. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, so the fact that like they were going out of their way to do that really made the anime much more unique, and I think that's the point where a lot of people started getting sold because like it was becoming so much more than just like the manga in just bare bones animated form it was like taking these unique flourishes and taking advantage of the fact that it was now an animation also just to mention it too my favorite arc in general right now would be the current arc i'm not surprised yes i know this go go clover as you say i mean so i'll before we go to kuro v lord how did you think the anime did with what they adapted so far of the spade kingdom oh i think was perfectly handled okay Um, i was just i was just curious just because like i really liked it uh, I especially love how we got to see, you know, like Charmy get a really cool battle. We got to see Yami and Asta just, oh my, oh my God. I, I'm going to use a word that I really don't think people want to hear, but seeing that final fight in Black Clover was orgasmic. That was so fucking good. Oh my <laughs> God. I'd, I'd agree. It was, I mean, I'd understand it. It was a really good thing And to like watch. The, the voice acting, and we can get into that later, but the voice acting for it has just been on point. But, um, but oh Kurt, yeah. Kuro, what what has been your favorite arc that you've gotten to see throughout the entirety of Black Clover's anime? Um, it it's it's hard to choose. Um, but I, I guess I would have to say Eye of the Midnight Sun because it was the first time you're introduced to some overarching story that connects to you. Hear the tale at the beginning of some like you don't you don't see it then, but 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 it's it's the first time you get a story that interconnects between some some kind of lore in in the kingdom in the clover kingdom you know about the wizard king and a devil potentially and then you get some hint of some other beings that used to be and live alongside humans and like some something terrible happened and and it it just it it hinted at a lot of things but it didn't give you enough and then it was also the first time that there was a really a really challenging enemy that like really could potentially wipe them all out that they really had to, to, to learn and adapt and grow and get new abilities. I would argue like, like that it, it, it amped up what potentially enemies could be because they had that first guy and like they, what did they call themselves? Like hate and wrath and. Oh, and, right, right, right. The like three the sins people. The three, yeah. yeah, yeah. The night sun characters and they were just way that, and, and the, the black bulls are way, way, way outmatched. And, and so like, you're kind of thinking, wow, this escalated so quickly, but it, it, it played out so well. And then when, as you, you, they, they took the story from the eye of the midnight sun and it was an undercurrent for the next five arcs, which I really, really liked. I, I like, they, they've done that in Shippuden before and I really like how they do it here. And then you can still have an arc that like the Royal Knights or for example, or the witches where you have to do a specific task or whatever but it's still the main the, the the main quest if you will is still that here are these bad guys that have this motivation we don't know what it is and we don't understand them and we have to find out more and and i i liked that part a did lot. you have a favorite member of that group um i know i had one but i was just curious if you did you know um, i don't know i like i like licked because oh he is yes you, you didn't know like quite there's a part of you that wanted to, to sympathize with him. I mm-hmm. think like he, he wasn't quite what he seemed. And, and some of these, the others have played a little bit more into the villainous role, but with him, you like got a sense that there was something deeper under the surface. And of course we know now there was mm-hmm. obviously, and we know that, but, but at the time, like it, it him being so powerful and yet so vulnerable at the same time, like he, he definitely, he definitely made for a good and interesting and complex villain, which is much, much more preferable to me than like you're, Oh, you're just a piece of shit villain. Like die already. You know, <laughs> uh, he did give like, us some well, great fights no too. In this, just kill him quickly. Like, but here or like, like the triad, like, no, they're all POSs. Like they, <laughs> they can all just die. No, but like licked, like licked, like it's, it's complex. And, 
you know, yeah, you want to see him defeated, but you, you want to understand him. You want to, you want to know what, what the deal is. So I, I like that. Him like versus a, Julius was hype, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh man. He did so many great fights too. I do have a favorite He's member of the Midnight so Sun, but we're not going to cool. talk about that. Um, in any case, what we are going to talk about though, that I think is very, very important to when we ever do this thing. Was there a character or story arc involving a character that really touched you the most? For me, it's tough. Obviously, my favorite character is Charmy due to the fact that um, that's uh, Yuki Tabata's wife. Like, I love the fact that he put her in the manga. And I just, I find that kind of so like, cute. right? Like, I find that so romantic, so adorable. And like, obviously, uh, she's okay with it. Otherwise, I'd wonder how their marriage is doing. <laughs> but uh, I really just enjoyed, I, I enjoy the character a ton too. But I honestly think I really enjoyed learning more about Vanessa as time moved on because before she was very cliched as you know what you would normally get you know the fan service the drunk all these types of things but then learning about her during the witches uh arc i was just i i was just like we need to protect this woman i love her so much like <laughs> i absolutely enjoy that type of storytelling and so like like i said everyone knows Charmy, we stand she's the true wizard king queen like we already know and i especially love her attempts at romance with you know i find it so adorable which also makes me wonder if uh uh tabata is going to get jealous of his own character which i think would be pretty cute but uh, but curl is is there any like character or any type of story arc that had like that central that was centralized around a character that really touched you throughout the series because like laser said this is a character driven show so that ha there has to be at least one that got you Oh my gosh, the Vermilion <laughs> family. I, oh, I, I knew freaking it. love them. Mariliona is fantastic. Like she's every which way fabulous. She's aggressive and she's strong and she's intimidating and powerful and and she's just larger than life. And and you don't get a sense that you know everything she can do. Like they did say in the Alpha Incarnate Reincarnation arc when she was fighting, like, oh, she's like, I'm stretched thin, and I'm like are you though? I feel like you could take him. Like she, she's just so tough and she has a way of rallying people to her. And, you know, to think that she stepped up when her brother had been taken and, and he'd been uh, put in the coma and the way she managed to bring the, uh, uh, bring the um, uh, magic knights together. And then on top of that, she was like, all right, you all black bulls need to get your shit together too. You're all coming and training with us as well. Like, She's just such a fabulous character, and it's good to see, you know, a, a female character that's not completely tropey, like that she can she can kind of do things as well, and she stands on her own equal to the Magic Knight captains, even though she's not a Magic Knight captain, and that's pretty badass. Not yet. And then I, I love Leopold. He's like, you know, <laughs> a little younger wannabe version of her um Fuegolian, of course he's like the supposed to be the wise one so I you want to be part of this family huh i do want to be part of the family <laughs> i want to be like one of them i ship Fuegolian and nozelle so hard like, <laughs> they're they, they they're opposite thing where they're like we're kind of rivals and they look at each other and you're just like come on does nobody see the tension here i so i so feel the sexual tension between them i hear that a social my a, head i now. hear a former social media manager rushing over to agree with you <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh thank god <laughs> uh laser what about you you are the character driven man i need to know i gotta know who is your favorite <laughs> when it comes to whether it be just the character themselves or how they are interacting in a story arc or any of these things was it still just luck it's Still just going to be luck. Like, I just love the way he's set up because you're, you're at first you're really wondering what is with this guy? He's a little off kilter. And then you find out, oh, dude, this guy just wants love from his mom and his mom's abusive and the only things he has value when he succeeds. So he's like, I've got to win so that my mom will love me. And I'm just like, oh, you poor kid. What I'm the heck? Mom. I love him. Aww. Oh, I, I want to hug him so much. Like I would adopt him. I feel like this isn't something that you normally talk about when it's like a character thing with you. So like, does it, it feels like luck has hit something that you normally don't experience in an anime or am I miss, uh, or if I, I'm not hitting the mark on it? I don't know. Um, well, I just mean like through other characters that you might like in other shows. Like this seems like to be one of the like 
tragic ones like and like it's a real yeah. sad story that's i think hit you more so than say like oh i really like luffy because he wants to be king of the pirates despite you know him well, having I mean, his issues too <laughs> luffy's got his own sad baggage of tragedy well i mean and that's part of why i love him too but uh, so i guess this is kind of your thing where you like finding characters that aren't necess- that are really down and out but then they still fight through it i do like that quite a bit um, honestly, I luck initially just caught my attention because he was weird and off kilter, but he kept my attention because of the, of the tragic story. And I really wanted to see more of him than I did. But the good news is everyone is really well written and everyone has an interesting story, but luck is definitely the one that caught my attention the hardest. Plus lightning is awesome. I was going to say, awesome. gonna say you really, awesome. really like the Super Saiyan that's in Black Clover. I see. I see. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I am the Dragon Ball nut. Um, <laughs> that I mean, I also really liked him in the Elf arc because who else but Luck gets taken out of being possessed and goes, oh, God, am I still part of the team? Yes, of course, you're still part of the team. And then cries. <laughs> Who else does that but Luck? You gotta love him. Again, I want to hug this poor kid. I want to adopt him, I swear. Well, listen, I want to hug Vanessa. I I feel like Carl wants to hug an entire family, and you want to hug Luck. So, V-Lord, who do you... V-Lord, you should say Henry. (laughs) Who do you want to hug, V-Lord? I mean, okay, Carl, I'll admit, Henry does have a cool robot-like house thing. But... (laughs) He's Not. like a living Mecca. <laughs> yeah, he basically is. He's Frankie. Oh my god. <laughs> but nah, um, I think the character that really sticks out to me the most is Noel. <gasps> oh my god, and if you haven't, you need to check out Marion's article about Noel. Oh. Yeah, I-, I love Noel so much. I mean, like... She too submitted a function. <laughs> <laughs> that- that's what I kind of like about her, too. Like, she starts out just kind of as a standard Sundari character. But the growth you see for her throughout the series is just tremendous. Like, you can really see her, like, develop alongside Asta. And, like, working with her fellow Black Bulls really influences her mindset. And, like, being more capable of, like, depending on others and not being as, like, uh, worried about her own, like, drawbacks and insecurities. And I think, like, really seeing her just hold her own in a lot of, like, major fights later, too... It's just amazing to see because, like, you really get that payoff that you don't see in a lot of other, like, battle shonen type series. Like, honestly, Black Clover has probably some of the best, like, treatment of its female characters in, like, terms of recent shonen jump series. Uh, I I actually can't comment on that. I haven't that's, really been paying it. That's a pretty good observation about it, Noel, though. Yes. I, I, what it's... about her, like, abusive family part? What do you think about that? Honestly, I think it's just, like, really tragic. And, like, <laughs> unfortunately, like, a lot of Black Clover characters have, like, really bad family situations. Yeah. Like, hers is especially bad thing. considering, like, how, like, high tier they are in the magic world. And they do explore that a bit more in uh, some future manga stuff. <laughs> <sighs> and I feel like... Rage so that's... angry, though, whenever they show those scenes. Because, like... She she's so she she can stand up for herself for everyone else but her family, which of course is understandable. For anyone who has a family knows it's complicated with families. But I think the part that bothered me was in this last arc after the whole like filler arc when she sees Nozelle and she makes this comment like she's reflecting on when she became a black bull. And he's like, you don't need to do this. And she's like, I know now that you were doing it to help me. And I'm like, what level of bullshit is that? Come on. It's Stockholm no. Syndrome. You smack Stockholm. his face and you tell him to go to, to, to go like eat, you know, something bad. I don't want to hear this like, I forgive you or whatever kind of BS. No, like I, I really, that made me so angry. Like Rage, Kuro making, you know, big demon cat fire stuff Rage. Although it know? seems very on brand for her character arc where she is just trying to be the better person at this point. So even though they totally deserve to be told to just pound sand, that's not the kind of person she is. So as as far as like, it was a cop out for the, it was a cop out in writing like, Oh, it's all forgiven. There was no real family confrontation. And, and I thought, I thought that, yeah, it was just not a well-written scene. I, I was disappointed and angry. Yeah. As far as Nozelle goes, 
there is some stuff that I can't say that I think helps uh-huh. with the situation a bit. I'm going to yeah. smack you, like, V-Lord. Like, it's totally because he's gay for Valorian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's totally it. You figured it out. You God it. damn spoilers. So <laughs> yep, yep. How, what do we do, V-Lord? We, she, 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 she guessed it. We have to tell her, right? <laughs> I we knew it. Watch. I knew it. V-Lord. You can't hide that tension. It's there. V-Lord, it's I have questions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. But as you could tell, we all really do enjoy the property. And I think what really helps uh, for at least Toonami fans of why people really seem to gravitate toward this was because of the voice acting. I cannot stress enough how perfect this cast is. I, oh, yeah. It is one of the... I, I long have been calling Hunter Hunter the gold standard when it comes to an English cast. I think Black Clover gives it a run for his money, if not pretty much outdoes it with how much I've enjoyed it so much. And say what you will, you can have your favorites, things along these lines. We have such an amazing cast working on these characters from whether you have your mainstays like Micah Solosad as Juno or Dallas Reed as Asta, who coincidentally made him less annoying believe it or not so yeah you're welcome oh, yeah. you're Dallas welcome there really yes Ooh. no he he does a phenomenal job for that and of course you'll harris as noel but you know who really got me it's the dark triad voice actors and actresses oh <laughs> my god do they just <sighs> it's just chef's kiss it was so good it was exactly the the actors and actresses i would want for them it's just it sounds so perfect, and like you can go through all the different villains, all the different uh, minor characters, all the different supporting characters. They all fit so well. Like V-Lord, I can't think of anyone who could voice Charmy better than Sarah. I can't think of anyone uh, voicing Yami better than Chris Sabat, right? Like, it's just, I love it so much, and I, I think it's a testament to how much this property has become really beloved on Toonami, and I'm sure you guys probably agree with how a lot of the characters, whether they be side or more reoccurring, how much they've really come into their own to just feel so natural and perfect when listening Absolutely. to it. Voice acting was excellent. excellent. Absolutely great. Even voice at the lowest points of this anime, the all the one thing that's always been consistently solid has been the dub. Like, Absolutely. and that's something Absolutely. that you can't always say. Not to like say, oh, it's so easy or it's so hard. Things like that. There are some highs and lows. I just generally don't like to necessarily point fingers at what is a low in something because, like I said, fair enough. I can't act. I couldn't do it. So it's a little, you know, it's kind of hard for me to just be like, eh, just, it just didn't connect with me. It feels like every single, like, voice here connects. And you're just yeah. like, that's it. That's the one. That's perfect. And, and let me tell you, hearing Patrick uh, cites for Dante, oh, man, I need more. I need more. It's so good. Not to say that, you know, there are other characters that I wouldn't want to hear more of too, but oh god, it's like the same thing whenever um, you know Frankie comes on or Endeavor. It's just like he's so talented. I love, I love it. I just, I think he does such a great job. So it's a good mix of old and new talent too. Yes, that's another thing that I really greatly appreciated. Um, just the fact that you have the mainstays that you're used to hearing, you know, and then you get some names that you might not hear as often, and it's just. It, it gives you a nice blend of just so many unique different voices that I just absolutely love. And I, and I think that matters. I really do. Like, as silly as that might sound, I think being able to have all these different types of wonderful performances for a show, especially a long-running one like that, I think really speaks volumes on the quality. And I just, yeah. I cannot think I don't think it's silly. I think it makes it more dynamic. I think, I think yeah. that's what quality uh, dubbing. And it's, it's, everyone's been absolute nails, but this is kind of my last kind of top. I mean, obviously there's a few other things, but kind of like my last real big one for, for everyone is that I, I had a very, very hot take when it comes to Black Clover. And I'm curious on how you guys might feel now that it's over, now that the dust is settled and things like that. My biggest take, I guess you could say from it is that I think Black Clover did more to ingratiate itself with the Toonami fan base than a lot of other shonens, whether it be Shupiden, One Piece, um, what was the other one? Hunter Hunter, uh, a lot of the longer running shows that have been on the block. I think Black Clover was the one that kind of pushed through the boundaries of that 
to be like that's the tsunami show for Adult Swim tsunami. You know what I mean? Like it's the one that people will remember a lot of. Probably after Dragon Ball Super, but I would probably even go with Black Clover right after that. And I'm curious on your guys's take because I just I, to see this transformation of a more maligned show to be more universally acclaimed and loved. I really think that it kind of shows that it, it cultivated this really wonderful and passionate group within the tsunami audience that really made it feel whole. Especially like while I was working with the social media team and uh, watching everything unfold as it was uh, progressing. And I'm curious what you guys have to feel on that. And I'll, I'll start with you, V-Lord, uh, just because I feel like I haven't started with you. Plus, I'm, I'm, I'm almost afraid of the Henry introduction from you again. <laughs> no, no, it's funny. It's just I, I, I'm just I'm more teasing than anything. Yeah, so I would actually agree with that like sentiment. Because like when you think about it, Naruto, Hunter, Hunter, all those shows, One Piece. Like, they were already big before they came to, like, Toonami, or at least, like, the modern era of Toonami. Right, right. Black Clover, though, when you remember, it came out onto Toonami, like, a few months after the show started, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty close. It was, it was pretty close. Cool. I remember because I was at uh, a buddy's wedding when it was announced. <laughs> yeah, so, like, at that point, Black Clover was still, like, in kind of that negative backlash phase, a lot of people still weren't sold on it. And I think the fact that it was on Tanami, it was in a place with a bunch of other shows people already liked, uh, people were more exposed to it. And that gave people a chance to really watch it. And I think because of that, people got more attached to watching Black Clover and Tanami. So it makes sense that like the two were commonly associated with each other. Mm-hmm. And I just, I felt like it was able to cultivate... Uh, a true a truly like wonderful fan base within the tsunami fandom about it because i and i'd even argue the same thing could be said for like other shows too especially hunter hunter or even jojo you know like a lot of like and i do agree i think it's a little easier for those shows because they were already super popular before they got on tsunami while black clover you had you know it's you know fans screaming to the heavens but it got on before my hero academia and people were pissed about that they were so angry that it's like they got the worst of the two shown in. That's and then, so silly, right? They just shut up and waited. We get both. It's exactly. Awesome. <laughs> and it's one. Of... I was in the corner, like a black clover's good guys. I swear. I know. <laughs> I, they wouldn't listen to us, V Lord. Uh, but Zakura, what what do you think about that kind of sentiment? Do you agree? Disagree? Have any nuances I, for I, it? Well, I was thinking about it, listening to you two talk, and I was like, you know, I don't know if I would associate this, but I guess, I guess it really did a good job of settling into Toonami and, and getting, you know, uh, more likes from people who initially were uh, skeptical. Um, and it's, it's funny because fans will some Toonami fans will sometimes complain, Oh, another long running Shonen, but I'm like, what, but it, but it works. It's a formula. It works. And look at you, you're going to be drawn into the story and you're going to care about these characters, you know? So why, why start off being negative when you can just sit and enjoy the show? I, I just knew immediately when it came on that it was going to be a good fit. And quite frankly, I've been, I stand for, for all fantasy. So like, I think Toonami should always have one fantasy program on the block. I see. I like, this is, I'm this right is there with you on that. God. Huh? I'm right there with you on that. Yeah, I love like, fantasy I, too. I feel like, you know, we, we do a lot of, they do a lot of like mecha and sci-fi stuff. Well, they used to do back like classic Toonami has loads of mechas, but like should, uh, Toonami should have at least one fantasy program. And this was the fantasy program for 157 episodes and, and hopefully more soon. And I loved it. And I, I, I think like that, that works, that, that fits in right with, what it should be and i'm really pleased that it managed to win over some people and i just hope like next time we get something new don't be so skeptical trust trust in the toonami team that get these shows they don't pick crap tokyo ghoul being being one except listen listen it's not that bad if you haven't read the manga 
I'll just I disagree. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I will cut off you in this podcast laser. <laughs> and, I just love bringing that up because it's like the one show that I consistently say with me and Sketch, like, uh, well, this is the exception. But other than that, everything's been great. <laughs> and uh, I Lisa, mean, I like the first. Season. I, okay, okay. I, I think um, a big reason of why I felt this way about Black Clover, as far as ingratiating itself with Tsunami fans, was the fact that it finished its entire run. Like, there are no breaks. No, like, oh, we have to try to get this new season. No, they just all went through, all had it, all 150 whatever episodes. And stuff Pretty like salty that. about the 16 episode season four, though. I know why it's they did it. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. I don't disagree. You know, I don't disagree on that. But Laser, would you say that the fact that it finished all the way through? Because think of it this way, right? One of the popular shows is One Piece, and there's been breaks, there's been layout, and there's right. like, we're not even seeing well, the I, full story. So like, do you think was, that... I was I was talking about. Uh... Tokyo Ghoul, I wasn't talking about your take. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I was I was actually teasing as well. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, I I definitely I'm on two ends of your argument, actually. I agree with you that it is definitely a major tsunami show for all the reasons you said, and you're dead on. Where I'm gonna disagree is is Hunter Hunter and JoJo not being on that same level because both of those were not popular before their tsunami run, especially JoJo. I don't know about that one, Chief. I feel like they were really, really yeah. popular. I've been following both since a long time ago. Like I watched the old Hunter Hunter show when Viz released it. I've known about JoJo since the Capcom fighting game. And neither one of them were well talked about except by the diehards until the tsunami runs so like I, back then yeah they weren't popular but i feel like in the few years leading up to the tsunami broadcast it had like surged in popularity because would, of the new anime and i also think that um what was the whatever streaming service had the original or not the original but the the hunter hunter series the one that we were waiting forever to be dubbed was that Crunchyroll? Crunchyroll. Yeah, i think Crunchyroll. i think that helped yeah. a lot only because of how well I've seen the marketing compared to like how My Hero Academia has been such a hit through online before it got on Toonami. Yeah. Hero like, Academia was definitely way big yeah. before it showed up on Toonami. I just, no question there. I just think that Hunter Hunter and JoJo really did have more popularity at the time. And that, yeah, like I, I, I literally just, got a control. I'm not saying it had nothing, Hunter Hunter. nothing, but it's not not the same situation as say uh, Hero Academia, which absolutely was right. Right. I 100 agree on that part. So, uh, but I, I mean. I'm quibbling over a minor point. Right. Yeah. Legitimately, yeah. yes, Black Clover took off with Toonami very similarly to how Dragon Ball did. I would still argue that JoJo and Hunter Hunter are right there next to those two, but that doesn't mean the Black Clover's not there. And you still have a point. Black Clover made its entire run. JoJo didn't do that. Hunter Hunter did, but well, did it because eh, it's not done yet. <laughs> right. Um, I mean. Right, I I get frustrated on that part. Just depressing me. I, I caught up just in time for the longest hiatus. I'm sad. So it's it's one of those. Um, it's it's just you know it's a nice hot take that I like to throw at people every now and then, and then you know have nerds angry, which is always fun. But you know what though, I would probably consider collecting this manga and reading it <gasps> after watching this. Like, yes. and I mean it. Like, and I've only. The only manga that I have read is is Subasa Chronicle and, or in high school host club. I haven't read that, so but like, I, I bet you I it's would good. Like, I'm genuinely interested in, in reading this manga. That's so good. Oh god, it's a good manga. Um, and if you don't want to buy them all, just get the Jump Fap. It's all on there. That's where I'm reading it. Two dollars a month, and it's a very quick read. No, I, like, I have to have a book in my hands. I love the art. It's Understandable. The art that sells you. It's it's beautiful, beautiful manga art. And while I'm probably not as huge of a Black Clover fan as you guys appear to be, I do really like it and absolutely recommend reading the manga, watching the anime. It's a good time. Yeah, we always like, like good now, times. Even nowadays where like, I'm kind of behind on a lot of jump, Black Clover is the one thing I will still consistently read because of like, it pumps you up every chapter. Yeah. Feeler doesn't oh, need yeah. workout music. He needs the latest chapter of Black Clover to get his squats in. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just For like me, Asta. It's, it's Hero that I've kept up with. I, I'm a little behind on Black Clover and uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, but they're <gasps> they're close behind. Man, we're talking some goats right here. I love oh, every, absolutely. Yeah. everything you guys mm. have said. But I, I do wish... I mean, this is this is just we we before we start recording, I made a mention of this. If, if this sounds out of the blue, 
I wish considering that it's it's got so many quality elements that they elevated the the cheese factor a little bit it, it's kind of cheesy <laughs> and like in a way that you know we we've seen it we see it in shonen and like it's it's what you come to expect and so you like it but I think because I've seen it before, I'm like, oh, my, my, the cheese factor, you know, come on, let's elevate this a little bit, like not have them, you know, say things that we know they're going to repeat back catchphrases that we've heard a million times before and have characters bond in, in ways that we can predict, like, like elevate that a little bit, you know, have, have a little bit more complex dialogue or say something that doesn't involve, we've heard a million times that you drink Vanessa, blah, blah. Like I just, just, and it's, this is completely like nitpicky of me, but I think because I could see where it was influenced by Naruto and where they did such a good job of being subtle about plot development and they did such a good job of integrating character arcs into story arcs. I'm like, all right, if you can do that, you can up the quality a little bit, you know. But again, like it doesn't, it doesn't ruin the show for me. I just think like I'd like to see Shonen put more effort into that because I I feel like I'm too old to see some of those things. Like it, I that the the appeal for cheesy stuff is worn off for me. It really has. You heard it here for you heard it here first. Curl wants less manga or Magna, I should say. <laughs> He's very cheesy. I love it. I mean, that, that makes sense, though, because, like, when you think about it, Shonen Jump is primarily aimed at younger teens, like, young children, like, kind of that, like, pre-teen to mid-teens range. And eventually those people do graduate onto more adult magazines. There's magazines like Young Jump and, like, uh, Grand Jump for a reason that are aimed at, like, adults and businessmen. But honestly... But, like, I think the fact that, like... Uh, what makes shows like Black Clover so appealing, though, is because they're aimed, like, specifically so young, the range of readership and the viewership for anime of it becomes so wide because everyone still wants to be a kid at heart. There's, anime is for that, everybody. Yeah. It is a medium, not a genre. Amen. Although I will have to say, Velor, I do think Shonen Jump has been kind of venturing to more, I wouldn't say adult, but just less as Carl's saying, less cheesy because I don't feel Jujutsu Kaisen's cheesy at all, and that's been a mega hit. Same with Demon Slayer. I don't feel like oh, that. Yeah. You know they, what I mean? They deal with mature themes. Yeah. And they have difficult conversations. Um, you know, when it's fine having the, 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 the story development be aimed towards younger generation, I think that's fine. I I just think that that, you know, give give your listeners, your viewers, your your readers the benefit of the doubt in their maturity level that they can handle them having a conversation and it not sound like two five-year-olds talking and I, th yeah. I think they are i think it's going in that direction honestly yeah, the are definitely changing like even nowadays there's a lot of like really big rising stars in jump that are doing some unique things like just to name drop something there's a manga called pp 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 and it's one of the most fascinating music manga i've ever read hmm. it's oh, an interesting i'll title. have to check that out I mean, yeah. I've heard worse titles, Curl, so it's fine. So it's I mean, there's, there's, supposed there's to always represent the uh, bo, 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 music bo, 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 dynamic. Can I just one more thing about Black Clover? I feel like Asta's neck is like Gaston's from Beauty and the Beast now. It can break up. <laughs> I love, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out myself on this. I had a very funny slip up involving Asta's glow up. And I think V-Lord knows this story <laughs> where I was talking to a friend. And all of a sudden, like, and she loves Asta. She's like so big and she's like, oh my God, he's thick now. I love it. And I'm just, I'm laughing hysterically about it. And I accidentally typoed instead of saying thick Asta into thick Asta. Oh no. Yeah. I'll try this at home, kids. She made a meme of it too. It was, I, I, even I laugh at it, but uh, I, I made a huge slip up with it. But let me tell you something. Seeing, first of all, that last opening banger and second oh, we get yeah. to see the glow up of asta just being a hunk like that mm, yep black is a hunk, like like it's you do see him have that glow up. you yes. do see him kind of like he turns our on old like but like i see that neck and all i could think was in the in the the last two arcs i was like i just see gaston bursting <laughs> that belt off his neck <laughs> he really he really uh looks up to yami he wants to be like yami i guess <laughs> i guess he's roughly the size of a barge yeah. There you go. Well played, sir. <laughs> You're welcome.
and on that note, we are going to call it here. Uh, but for those who are listening, what are your favorite parts about Black Clover? What did you really like? What did you not like? I know we didn't really hit on what we didn't like, but honestly, the only thing I didn't like is that there wasn't enough Charmy. I need more Charmy. I mean, what can you say? <laughs> more right? Charmy for all. Listen, I had, if I was going to give a negative, there's some pacing issues in the early parts of the anime, but they fixed it. Right. And so it's like, that's like an episode five. We're at like 156. There's no need to harp on those anymore. Black Clover no, is goat Clover. No, I want my own Charmy. I want a Charmy for me. I totally agree with that. I love it. And, I, I, and like, I, you need Charmy. I need luck. Honestly, the backstory of how Charmy became a character is just, it warms my heart every time. It's it, super cute. It, it just, is very cute. It, it, it's like, it's one of those things that you could just always say, you'll get a ton of likes and just like, you're okay with this being recycled because it's awesome anyway. Uh, but we'll leave it there. And I cannot thank our esteemed guest so much. Laser, where could our listeners find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lacegip Prime. You can find my editorials and currently Shenmue episode reviews over on Toonami Faithful, of course. And you can find me on a variety of V-Lords podcasts, the Demon Slayer podcast, Dumbly podcast, and some other ones occasionally when I get invited. V-Lord, where's the Jujutsu Kaisen podcast? That's what I know. No, don't know. tell him to do that. Don't. <laughs> See, okay, I, I would love to do one, but I have no time. <laughs> I can barely re- like keep a consistent review schedule for my own podcast right now. <laughs> and with that, Vlord, where could our fans find you? <laughs> Besides yeah, not having time. First off, you can find me on Twitter at VlordGTZ. Then I write various things for Tsunami Faithful and all-comic.com. And then I do a bunch of podcasts. The big one being the Demon Slayer podcast at DSlayer Podcast. And then I have a few others, like the Dumb Weebs podcast, Over Soul Shaman King podcast, and Saturday Night Chagi. You can find all the links to those in my Twitter bio. So just go over there. And Kuro, where could our listeners find you? You can find me hanging out with my cats. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Happy Crow Kitty. And if you go to TommyFaithful.com, you can see some of the editorials that I write or collaborate on with other Tsunami Faithful. Yes, all, all all three guests here do wonderful stuff, so you guys should check those out. And if you're interested in me, I don't know why you would be, I am the editor-in-chief of Toonami Faithful. You can check out my stuff on Toonami Faithful as well. It's more so just this week from Toonami, as well as, you know, maybe a few editorials here and there. I did do one about bl- the send-off for Black Clover that I highly recommend you guys checking out. I still tear up just looking at the reaction to the article and reading it. I just... I love that show so much. So definitely check that out if you can. If you're interested, you can follow me on Twitter at CJ Maffris, and you know you can hear me on the Tsunami Shiko podcast. Uh, I finally figured out how to work my capture card, so I might actually throw in some Pokemon streams. I don't know. Maybe. Depends. Depends. But at least I figured out how to use the equipment correctly. Oh, Mm. such a funny story on that. But on that note, we wanted to thank you all for watching, and we do hope that you guys listen to all of our podcasts we hope that you check us out on anywhere that you stream your podcast or whatnot but on that note we are going to leave it there and we bid you adieu thank you all so much make sure you follow us at tsunami podcast feel free to follow us at tsunami news as well for tsunami faithful and you know kind of check out the articles that we do as well as our video and podcast projects as well you can always go to our patreon if you want to check out a behind the scenes interview from the tsunami documentary what tsunami means to me which you can find on our facebook and youtube page but on that note we will send it off. Did you do? Thank you all for listening. Peace. Asta is the Tsunami King. He is the Tsunami King. All hail.